Welcome to No Concessions, your favorite movie podcast that explores subgenres of movie. This week's subgenre is not my physics, not my problem. <laughs> That's what I say. We're reviewing Hobbs and Shaw from this year, I believe. <laughs> Today I'm joined by Charles. Yes. And Charles. Also, yes. <laughs> How's everybody doing? It's Thanksgiving week. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for whiskey. Because <laughs> I'm going to need a lot of it to get through the 10 hours of family time I'm about to deal with this week. Only 10 hours. And one, well, one, it's all compacted into one day, so it feels like a lot. It's also at, I also live with my parents, so it's going to be at where I live. So it's just dinner. Yeah. basically yeah but like a dinner that lasts all fucking day <laughs> <laughs> the the most annoying part about thanksgiving to me is the way that people meander around the kitchen yeah when they don't have shit to do in there and like i get that sometimes you want to talk to the person who's cooking yeah that you haven't seen in a long time but get the fuck out of the kitchen you're standing right in front of the fucking refrigerator yeah i can't open it and now you're like standing too close to the person who's cutting up celery the devil's vegetable <laughs> and i have to get into the refrigerator but the door opens in the direction that you're standing in so now you're standing in front of an open uh refrigerator and i have to back up to open the door all the way so i can reach into it you know you figure it's almost 2020 maybe we should just normalize facetiming ourselves from one room to another (laughs) (laughs) my excuse is always i have the dog so i just keep my door closed because we don't want the dog to get out we don't want dog hair all over the food so yeah and the dog's gonna bark if someone's not in there with it so you know you gotta be there too so let me know when the food is done (laughs) Oh God! I maybe maybe I just haven't had the pleasure of having fucking Jason Statham's kitchen <laughs> from this movie that we watched. <laughs> the movie's fucking insane. Anyway, uh, how about you? What are you thankful for? You know, I think I just kind of cruise at a constant mood, 365 days out of the year. So I'm neither thankful nor not thankful for anything. Exactly as I was last year. (laughs) It's a nice middle ground. (laughs) Uh, I'm thankful that the movie's finally over. (laughs) That shit was two hours and 16 minutes long. Too fucking long. Fuck. Yeah, Uh, getting ahead of ourselves a bit. I think at the end of the second act, when they're trying to get out of the evil villain's lair, I checked how far through I was, and I thought, there's 45 fucking minutes to go. Like, there's still so much of this movie left. (laughs) I I honestly almost checked out right then. I was like, do I need the conclusion? Because, like, I knew they were going to end up in Samoa because of the trailers I was like they haven't even fucking gotten there yet i feel like i've been watching this movie forever <laughs> all right before we get into the review of uh hobbs and shaw and get into the titular segment no concessions let's let's start with uh, a little bit of mandalorian chat half man half delorean <laughs> the mandalorian <laughs> oh god the only person here who's seen it is charles guess which one guess at home if you scream loud enough we'll be able to hear you we'll reverberate yeah all right so go ahead and tell us about it it's me i'm the one good yeah. answer guys <laughs> good job everybody who guessed it you did a great job yeah throw back to our door the explorer review <laughs> and for those of you who got it wrong the correct answer was charles yep. yes charles was the correct answer can't believe it. so if you guess How'd charles you- you're a fucking idiot god <laughs> you fucking dummy how could you even get that wrong <laughs> can't believe this 
Tell us, tell us about the Mandalorian. So, the Mandalorian is pretty solid. It's definitely on some like lone wolf and cub shit so far. Is that why he's got Baby Yoda? Yeah, kind of. That sucks. So it's has anyone seen the Death Stranding Mandalorian meme? No. Where it's the Mandalorian? I don't know what his name is. I haven't seen it, but he doesn't have one. Boba Fett hasn't been given one. Maybe, but he's got Baby Yoda, but in the baby tank, like from Death Stranding. Not seen it. I laughed, having not seen Mandalorian or not played Death Stranding. Oh shit! Let's set uh, post Empire. Or post, post post Empire Strikes Back. Well, no, it's post Return. So it's set between oh. um, already a twist. Episode six and Hold fucking on. the current trilogy. So is that Yoda? No. Oh, okay. It is potentially the last of his species, or just the most like one of his species that's been identified, and the what's left of the Empire that hasn't been spun into the new the. Uh, what, what the, the fuck first order the first order i think it's hold like, on how does i'm so lost on star wars lore because i hate it so much so return of the jedi ends with the emperor dying or does he or does he uh tune in next month to watch episode nine the last oh god the rise oh god. of skywalker um so palpatine potentially dies and the the empire effectively resolves or it dissolves. So this is set after that point, but before the First Order uh, pulls together the remnants of the Empire. Protagonist, the Mandalorian, who does not have a name. Is he Boba Fett? He's probably not Boba Fett. Well, if think, it's after Return, Boba Fett's dead. He's dead as fuck, yeah. Well, I yeah. thought there were some, like, canon material. There might where be. He, he escaped from the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, from the pit and he went off on all sorts of adventures just because people thought Boba Fett's cool. He's but got a cool character design, but he does approximately jack and shit in the two movies he's in. <laughs> well, seeing as how Disney axed all the post Return of the Jedi canon. Yeah, so I don't know what canon him. stuff involves Boba Fett post Empire. Considering sure. their track record with the plots of the last couple movies and their spin-offs, I'm just going to assume they made like the worst possible creative decision. <laughs> well, the best decision would be to keep him fucking dead, which is probably what they did. But no, we'll see. so he's he's alive. Yeah, then. he's a he's a fucking clone. It's going to be a clone of Boba Fett <laughs> because that's that's what happened in the prequels, right? They just cloned Django Fett. Yeah, but Django like, and Fett chained. Boba <laughs> Boba is a non age accelerated clone. He's, it turns out he's just a bunch of tapioca pearls <laughs> stacked on top of each other. <laughs> so the Mandalorian is not a natural born Mandalorian. Like he's not a member. He wasn't born a Mandalorian. He was his parents fucking died and the Mandalorians took him in, which is a thing that happens. And. So he doesn't have like the full armor at the beginning of he's got like makeshift Mandalorian armor. Do well, you see his face at all? No, ever? he's not. At least as of the third episode, he has not re- re- uh, re- revealed his face, revealed his face, removed his helmet is what I was looking for. Oh, OK. He is not as of the third episode, removed his helmet. So he's a bounty hunter. He's doing stuff. But bounty hunting's not going super great in this post 
Empire galaxy. It's a pretty bad economy. Yeah. With the, the there being economy no, in Star Wars is <laughs> no government <laughs> to speak of at the moment. Hold on. So Star Wars lore, they kill the Emperor, and between how long has it been since uh so since between episode uh six and seven? About thirty years. 30 years so in the 30 years the new empire shows up the first order the first order is yeah kind of assembled from remnants of like unified remnants of the empire after the emperor dies there's a big power vacuum people are trying to assume power but no one can really hold it together because they're not sith lords and also it was a bad idea in the first place so eventually under presumably snoke the first order comes together and kind of unifies all these uh, fragmented uh, sects of what used to be the Empire. So the Mandalorian set before that happens. So he's the economy sucks. He picks up uh, this job to find like this high priority job from this imperial ex ex imperial like higher up dude played by uh, Werner Herzog. Very jarring. That's my favorite weird casting choice. Yeah. It's just very weird. He just sits and talks about existentialism while he's like trying to get this bounty hunter to go kill somebody. Just stone faced. And he's just like, (laughs) so he gives him this job. He's like, look, we want it alive. We want the target alive. But if you can't, we'll take the dead body as well. And here's a sample of like what we're going to give you. And it's Beskar steel, which is what the Mandalorians make their armor out of. And it's been lost since the Mandalorians were purged decades earlier. So hold on, what? How they were purged? Yeah. Yes. By purged, you mean a genocided? Yes, they were genocided. <laughs> uh, and and so, it's by whom the Empire, presumably? Yeah, because they didn't want just this massive potential army that could. So it was just like Planet Samoa. Where it's just yeah. got effectively a, a bunch of the rocks and yeah, his brothers. They wiped out this uh, warrior race with the, with one single mother <laughs> and, and forty kids to each mother. Yeah, and they just were born to just kill just people fuck stuff and up. just not bat an eye. We'll get into it in the review. So <laughs> he gets sent out, and they're like, "All we can tell you is the general area that he's seen and the age." We can't give you a name. We can't give you a description. But here's how old the target is. And this is the planet they were last seen on. And it's like, well, they're 50 years old. You got to deal with that. This is sounding exactly like the setup to an open world game. Yeah. Like, okay, you start off with your base armor set. As you get stronger, you're going to collect more armor. First mission, we need you to deploy down to this world and kill this guy. But you have to find all the clues for yourself. As a mid-2000s MMO, this shit would have been (laughs) all over the place. Because it turns out when he shows up that there's a bunch of other bounty hunters also on this. He only sees one, and it's an IG uh, model. So IG-88 is one of the bounty hunters in Empire. IG-88 is a droid bounty hunter that was in uh empire oh I thought you were yeah come say, on ig88 the, i thought you were gonna say fucking uh from gendy tartakovsky's no. thing <laughs> where i'm pretty sure it was the one with like the cone head yeah oh that's it's one of those okay yeah yeah damn i'm i know way more about star wars than i <laughs> thought i would so 
one of those shows up. I don't know what the, they never say what his designation is, but one of those is there and competing with him for this bounty. And they decide to work together because this uh, base is heavily fortified. The droid gets, they end up in a pretty cool scene storming this base. They get through, they get to the target. They open the cap and it's like this capsule. They open it up. Fucking baby Yoda's in there. And so the Mandalorian was like, they told him, bring it in alive. But I guess the designation, like the assignment that the droid got was kill it. So the Mandalorian kills the droid and then takes the capsule with baby Yoda in it. Is the action good in the show? Yes, the action is fucking great. Oh, God, you're making me want to watch it. In the first episode, the action is really good. In the second episode, there are good moments, but it's mostly... The second episode is slow. That's it. The pilot's always stronger than the second episode. But the third episode picks back up action-wise. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch this after all. Yeah, same. Second episode, I'll I'll give you the breakdown. I'll give you the, the... Quick version. Second episode, turns out Jawas fucked up his ship while he was away. Who? Jawas, the little, like, oh. shitty. <laughs> I was like, what? That sounds like a racial slur. This little it fucking, is. Like, fucking Jawas. <laughs> Goddamn Jawas. And Always stealing the hubcaps off my car. <laughs> they fuck up his ship, and so he has to get him back. There was, also, there was an Ugnaught that he met in the first one. Ugnaughts are, like, the little, they're the, like, weird, melty-faced dudes that were in on Cloud City and also in Jabba's Palace. Mm-hmm. But this one is he's an old he's older. He helps the Mandalorian and uh, like get to the base and then helps him get his shit back. So, but to get his ship parts back, he has to get an egg from this weird cave beast. Next then, mission, right? Oh, yeah. you can't leave the planet. Yep. You have to fix your ship. <laughs> but there's a boss guarding all the parts he needs. So he's got to fight this uh, mini boss and he's getting his shit wrecked. Until, turns out, Babi Yoda can use the Force already. That's cool. <laughs> Holds up this beast long enough for the Mandalorian to not get fucking murdered, and then passes out from the exertion. Mandalorian kills the beast, gets the fucking egg. The Jawas just eat it. <laughs> it's a weird scene. <laughs> and they get his ship parts back. They rebuild his ship. And he's like, this whole time, he's like, is this fucking baby dead? And turns out he's not. It was just the exertion just made him pass out for a while. Gets back to the whatever fucking planet it was. Gets, hands over the baby. Gets his, gets the reward. So his reward was more of the best car steel, like a fuck ton of it. Enough to make an entirely new set of armor and some weapons. Oh, but they're going to fucking knife the baby to death. Yeah, so there's a Hell Mandalorian yeah. enclave, like hidden like enclave on this planet as well. So they're like, they just kind of come through. They get their repairs and stuff done on their armor. You can but, identify them by their tribal tattoos. Effectively, they have. <laughs> they all get like, based on their accomplishments, they get space. Just like smaller. <laughs> so he gets new armor. Starts to pick up more jobs, but I like, can't stop thinking about this fucking baby. So he goes back, but like the the bounty hunters guild's like, once you get your payment, you fucking forget about it. You never worry about what was gonna happen. But he's can't stop thinking about this fucking baby. He goes, breaks back in, takes the baby. Turns out they were like studying it. There was like a one like little Weasley scientist dude in the with Werner Herzog, and it was like, no, we need it alive. I need to study it. And so they 
that's what's going on. He's fucking studying it. Mandalorian takes him, busts him out, kills a bunch of stormtroopers. But then when he t- removes the capsule, because it's like a fucking stroller that floats. It's a space stroller. It's stupid. And <laughs> he puts the baby back in, heads out with it. But as soon as he leaves the facility, the tracking beacon turns back on. So every bounty hunter who had one of the beacons from the first episode, still who's on this planet, sees that it's active again. And so they all go to stop him. And so we get this fucking dope shootout and then a bunch of other Mandalorians show up and help in the shootout. It's fucking sick. It looks oh, very cool. Did they set up a trap with like empty barrels and wrecked cars? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're hiding in the grass even though there's spotlights on us. They can't see us. Did they did they link six cars together <laughs> and just drive over their enemies? Oh my god. Oh god. So you you would recommend the Mandalorian? I would definitely recommend it. And it's being released on a weekly schedule, which sucks. It does, but also it's keep I I don't have the time to bench this, this even if it's only 8 episodes. I I can't wa- I can't sit and watch 8 episodes in a row anymore. So I'm thankful for it because I can avoid spoilers for at least a couple of hours because I'm off on Fridays. Oh, is it going to finish before the movie comes out? It's going to finish. The last episode is going to air the 27th, so no. Ah. How many episodes in the season? Eight only? I think they're only doing eight episodes, yeah. Okay. I was and wondering if there chapters. was going to be some small little detail that might factor Probably into the movie. Not. So Disney Plus, what they say? They had like 10 million unique signups. Uh, in the on first that order. day, yeah. yeah. But then people promptly stopped posting about it about four days ago after the <laughs> seven-day trial ended. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That's that does well. I thought they had ten million paid. I didn't look at the. I know they were expecting eight million by the end of the year, and they got ten million in the first day. But I don't know if those were all paid or if that was like people signing up for the trial. I wonder if that includes the people who signed up for it before it came out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't look at the stats on that shit. Damn, that fucking sucks. I've been watching his Dark Materials, but... What's that? It's based on the novels, um, The Golden Compass, um, The Subtle Knife, Amber Spyglass. You were way into that shit, dust. Real into it. I just reread all the books, including the recent prequel series. Well, there's only two into the three uh, prequel books. And also the novella. Books! Also, the novella that's based after the book series ends. But yeah, I'm, I've been watching the show. The fourth episode is tonight, so I'll probably watch that shit later. Okay, cool. It's good. I mean, you, have to, you don't have to be into the books because they do. They take some liberties. It is an adaptation. But it's an interesting world, and they're executing it fairly well without really fucking themselves up budget-wise because they very easily could. They're being smart about it. That's good. That's and the good. acting is solid. I was kind of worried because the movie was shit, but the acting on the show is pretty solid. I think Daphne Keene, who was, she was X2 in Logan. She's the lead actress in this, and she's very good. And I think if she sticks with acting, she's going to be like fucking famous. I think she's going to do real well. Yeah, she'll probably end up doing what Dakota Fanning did, uh, starring a bunch of shit take a long break and then come back and be in some bad shit yeah and then disappear again yeah she's gonna star in a, the biopic about joan jett oh <laughs> uh, uh, shit when we come back our review 
for Hobbs and Shaw. I paid for this. <laughs> I fucking paid for that fucking movie. I paid $6 to rent it. Granted, that's like the cost of a White Claw at a bar. Yo, so Only six? I'm so sick of... It depends on where you go. Uh, Every time I'm out, like I'll see like a mango White Claw. I'm like, I could fuck one of those up right now. But then the bar will be like, yeah, that's five or six bucks. I'm like, no. <laughs> I get two of those ounces. for this. For fucking 12 yeah, ounces, so dog. Get, I can go down the street to a 7-Eleven and get two of those for that. I'm not paying you six dollars for a Celtic. Give me... Give me a $4 whiskey ginger. Let's fucking <laughs> keep it spicy. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, man. Yo, I had... I also want to know where you go for a $4 whiskey ginger. Oh, uh, you just catch a happy hour deal. at a handful of spots. You can go to the watering hole. Uh, you shouldn't, but you can. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'll tell you, I've got stories. There's a few uh, bars down in Chula Vista that I've been going to since I live down there now, and I have to not be bored all the time. Got some pretty solid happy hours. Good to know. I had. Have you guys ever had port? That's a Portuguese wine. Yeah, once port. I bought it from Trader Joe's because I didn't know what port was. Oh, shit, boy, it's, did I regret that. It's like super concentrated. It's like twenty percent. It's like sweet wine. I thought it was well, some just of, cooking wine. There, you can use it for cooking wine, but you can also drink it. Oh, and so there's, you can get like super sweet. You can get like really sweet, but then also you can also get dry port. And I had a dry port the other night i drank too much of it mm. i woke up sunday and i was like am i hung over <laughs> and i was like only kind of <laughs> but it was like i had a lot of it and it was it wasn't super sweet but it was like the concentration of it is just heavy and i also had like five beers beforehand but i today just today after i finished my freelance shit i don't know what's been wrong with me lately i think this is like uh, subconscious cry for help but i've been over to the watering hole probably like stop. seven times in the last three weeks you, gotta, you like, gotta stop going to that bar dude that place is a fucking nightmare that people place. know you over there you have to stop yes, going. they know my name <laughs> they know all right let's, let's get back to the show yeah. we can talk about how your life is falling apart afterwards <laughs> oh Jesus no Christ. i was thinking of the waterfront downtown i know the no. watering hole that that is an entirely different beast. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, let's get started. Um, that's all staying in. Yeah. I'll just put that during the break. That's just going <laughs> to go in the break. This week's subgenre is not my physics, not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're reviewing Hobbs and Shaw, released on July thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Right, I guess August second, twenty nineteen, was the right wide release. It was directed by David Leitch, produced by Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Chris Morgan, oh, and word. Iram Garcia. Oh, word what? Uh, the two stars of the film produced it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I saw that in the credits at the end. Uh, screenplay by Chris Morgan and Drew Pierce. Story by Chris Morgan. Starring Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, Idris Elba, Vanessa Kirby, Isa Gonzalez, 
Cliff Curtis, and Ellen Mirren. Music by Tyler Bates, cinematography by uh, Jonathan Sella, edited by Christopher Rouse, with a budget of $200 million, box office of $758.9 million. Wild. With a runtime of too fucking long, 136 <laughs> minutes. This movie, goddamn, fucking sucks. Can I, I just need to start this by saying, imagine living in a fucking world. Like, imagine being part of Fast and the Furious, right? The first movie. And in, this is all canon in-universe. Somebody somewhere is working on the technology to create a fucking cyborg while you're street racing to get away from a cop. And stealing VH, TV, VHR, VHS TV compass. <laughs> this is what you're doing. The stakes are so much higher around you. You would think that acts of terrorism would be happening happening constantly okay this guy made a cyborg man but the initial models or the initial versions of the cyborgs are just like in constant pain just roaming around the world trying to kill people (laughs) just just like um oh god what was that movie mortal engines where the they had the uh fucked up lazarus project soldiers that were just robots but human brains in them and they're just constantly in pain it'd be exactly like that and imagine one shows up to race wars <laughs> which is a very very suspect name for a drag racing competition but yeah I, you know what you do you a cyborg in constant pain shows up to race wars in the very first fast and the furious and just kills everybody there <laughs> that that's how you get to hobbs and shaw in a logical way been 18 years since the first movie like time has passed normally in the concept and imagine if in 18 years we went from where we were in 2001 a pre imagine pre 9-11 america fast forward and where we were then fast forward to now we're functioning cyborgs fucking cyborgs are engaged in eco-terrorism Oh, Finally, terrorism. <laughs> Trying to release that virus to oh, kill everyone and have for a some giant reason? secret base in a former nuclear facility in the Ukraine. Not to mention controlling worldwide and media. completely control the media. The, and people say, where that, do they get the money for that? That's what I've always wondered about evil layers and supervillains. What are they doing to fund everything they're doing? I don't know, man. That's why Insider they never talk trading. about it. Yeah, I mean, if they control the media, then they can bump, yeah, pump move, and dump stocks. Yeah, move money want. however you want. Bitcoin millionaires. That's all. <laughs> oh, not anymore. <laughs> they, they're the reason the price went up to twenty thousand and then dropped to five thousand. They just sold all of their Bitcoin, and suddenly they're billionaires. And they're like, oh, now we control the world. The trillionaires just fast tracked all that cyborg shit. It all happened last like three or four years. Yeah, exactly. It was because of Bitcoin. But Blame Bitcoin. This movie is so fucking stupid. It's I can't not believe we make fun. Four times its budget. Uh, it's because of The Rock. He sells. And I, I can't believe after having watched it and like just you know hearing you say that, but I can't believe it only cost two hundred million dollars to make this movie. Oh, that's that. Well, that's that's on par with some of the Marvel movies, isn't it? Yeah, like a quarter like, billion dollars is like the scale that to be able like to do it reach. that cheaply though. To do as much stuff as they did on location because they shot in London and Hawaii. And there's a lot of special effects shots in this movie. Yeah, a lot of it. And most of them look pretty good. Yeah, half of it went into the 
evil villain's voice synthesizer. That was pretty cool. None of it went to the synthesizer. <laughs> that was just Charlize Theron, wasn't it? Really? It sounded like her in some spots. I almost thought it sounded like Ryan Reynolds. It was Ryan Reynolds. The, the evil guy? Well, the voice of. He hasn't been cast yet. But oh. it, it's Ryan Reynolds did Do- the voice. Oh, okay. He did the actual talking and then they did the, sh- the worst voice distortion I've ever seen in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they had to. Ryan Reynolds had to earn that paycheck. Fucking embarrassing, dude. This movie. So I, I so shout out to Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart just being in the movie. I think, <laughs> I think Ryan Reynolds actually that part that he was in was way fucking funny. It was very funny, the, and it was, and it was just short enough that it was. Can you know how like he can get really annoying after a while doing yeah. like that level of energy? Perfect amount. That's I would say the only part of this movie that's worth seeing is that beginning that part. Designer, <laughs> that diner scene. Yeah. He, so he was in a post credit scene, though. Did you guys? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That was stupid. Based on your guy's sentiment, I couldn't tell if you immediately shut it off as soon as he saw it. <laughs> Directed by David Leach. No, I, I fucking... Uh, I kept it going because I was in bed and it was playing on my computer. And you didn't have the energy to shut it off and yeah. taken away all your life force. Exactly. I actually, if I'm being honest, I fell asleep for like a half hour during this movie. <laughs> I fell asleep and woke up just as they were escaping the evil lair. Yeah, I think you missed uh, The Rock being charming and being uncharacteristically strong. And Jason Statham so fucking being made fun of for being short. Cause I don't even think he's short in no, real Jesus life his normal size yeah that's this movie is so fucking stupid so it starts out with uh with jason statham and the rock hunting for leads for this virus so they both were working on the same shit anyway yeah and it turns out jason statham's hot sister which the rock definitely has sex with later in the movie they definitely, <laughs> they they definitely fuck in between the end of the film and before that post credit scene it's crazy bananas the entire time and like but like it's not even crazy like over the top the whole time it's just nothing anyone does makes any fucking sense yeah so let's let's start with this uh let's say you're a bitcoin trillionaire and you open up etienne your fucking baby company or whatever and you're constantly doing bitcoin farming and evil uh, and evil (laughs) it's i guess those things are synonymous excuse me i mean look at that based on their uh they the carbon footprint of Bitcoin farming. Yeah, they're pretty evil. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you create a virus. This is one thing that I never understood about bioterrorism used as a plot device in movies. Why do you only have one? And why can't you just replicate it? It's not It's not as if you don't have the means to. You did it once. Why can't you do it yeah, twice? Why wouldn't you, and you wouldn't keep it your only samples in one spot. Yeah. Because we don't do that with vaccines because like the fucking scientists even like oh i developed it you know as a way to make a vaccine that could travel over the whole world it was like no they fucking didn't you fucking lie scientists are always lying <laughs> like all the time you fucking accidentally make a super virus because you were trying to make a vaccine anyway it's because there wouldn't be a movie exactly they yeah. do that. exactly it's uh, they're they're billionaires they're quadrillionaires that control the media but <laughs> if you wanted an in-universe possible explanation for it something having to do with it being prohibitively expensive to make 
you know, antimatter is supposedly the most expensive thing in the world to make. You have a team. So, uh, that same logic. You have a whole squad of cyborgs. Dog, if you run the media, it can't be that expensive, right? satellite-controlled guns. Dude. It was a stupid idea. That was dumb as shit. But we had to have a reason for a bunch of Samoans. Dude. Look, if Google can beam <laughs> cloud gaming to a tablet, then they can have satellite-controlled guns. barely sent cloud gaming. Can, I have to. I also have to ask. Like, I get like the, the theme and the motif of all of the uh, fast movies is family, but goddamn, did they lay it on fucking they thick shook, here? Yeah. Oh my god! It's like you know how sometimes when you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever your spread of choices. Hopefully, you're not allergic to tree nuts or whatever. But you go in with your knife and you pull out way too much peanut butter. And you're like, well, no I such thing. Yeah, and you just gotta fuck it. I'll use it all. Yeah, bitch, what I look like. That's what they did with this movie. <laughs> they were just like, yo, family. Oh. Obviously, The Rock's got a fan. Oh, you want to include like 40 Samoans? You want to include everybody that you've ever met that's Samoan or kind of looks Samoan? What's his name? Is uh, Kiwi, isn't he? His brother? Yeah, Chris, whatever his last name is. Don't remember. Cliff Curtis? Chris, yeah, Cliff, Cliff Curtis. Curtis. There yeah. we go. He's a New Zealander. Yeah. So he's Maori. Yep. I, they're, they're like whatever Pacific, as many Pacific Islanders we can get, <laughs> except for except for Filipinos. None of them. <laughs> Never Filipinos. <laughs> Bring us the Chamorro, <laughs> Guamanians, Fijians, <laughs> anybody except the Filipinos. And they're, they're too Japanese. Asian. You can't, have, you can't have it. Japanese are too Asian as well. That's a Pacific Island. Yeah, technically, <laughs> not even technically, actually. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying the Japanese is separate on the. Pacific the, uh, Island. The race when you're like filling out federal documents. <laughs> oh shit! It, this so the the aside from like the first like that the Ryan Reynolds scene in the first like 15 minutes is cool. Yeah, but the problem that I have largely with this movie is that it does a lot of shit in it that's supposed to be cool, but it comes off as like fucking corny it's everything's so cheesy yeah that's like the first thing i like as soon as banter starts or like from the opening sequence when the rock is um when they're both like interrogating people like trying to get leads on this virus when the rock is like fucking with that dude in the back of the tattoo shop like this is corny as shit like he keeps like looking over and like winking at that girl it's like what are we doing yeah he's a single father of a nine-year-old girl and just won't stop what happened what happened to his wife I haven't seen the other movies, so I have no idea yeah, if it's even addressed. I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie since number four. I did read... I thought Jason Statham died, too. No. I did read that his daughter was played by a different actress in a previous film. Probably. Nobody cares about continuity with Fast and Furious. <laughs> yes. He's, he was also, like, this movie has as much to do with Fast and Furious as... Uh, advanced Warfare and Call of Duty is to the regular <laughs> Call of Duty. Yeah, they don't really... They're like, yeah, we've worked together before. We fucking hate each other. That's as far as establishing prior history goes. And like they mentioned that Jason Statham had to kill his brother, which I guess happens in a different movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Otherwise, why bring it up? I don't know that he had to kill his brother. I think Vin Diesel killed his brother. Whatever. And they... It was... It's very convoluted. It happens between like the fifth movie and the seventh movie. All that shit goes down. Okay. Because it turns out that 
uh, Jason Statham killed uh, Han from Tokyo yes. Drift. And for some reason, they're just cool with working with him again. It's like, yeah, you killed Han. If, if it came out, I'm surprised they didn't try to character assassinate Han afterwards. Like, <laughs> it turns out that dude was a massive pedophile. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah, it's man? Like, no, he was he was in the one that like we didn't really talk about, and a different set of producers made. So fuck him. The the movie um, continues. Like, there's a a bunch of shit that happens in the middle of it. It's, yeah, it the plot. They don't do a good job with the plot. The, ah, God. I stopped trying to rationalize it when the sister got abducted from the uh, London headquarters by a bunch of guys rappling down a skyscraper. They're all cyborgs. Remember that they're cyborgs. And The Rock decided to <laughs> skydive out the side of the skyscraper not, not and land on he one cyborg. Slides one down the ropes. Has it wrapped around his forearm. Friction doesn't exist. <laughs> and he slides down most of the way. And then, then jumps onto one of the cyborgs, repelling literally Spider-Man running down the side of this building. While Jason Statham, uh, like, shoots the panel or some shit. It, it had the elevator has emergency brakes, but doesn't activate until he hits the button. It is otherwise just in free fall, and somehow falling at the same rate as the cyborgs who jumped out a good thirty seconds before. Yeah, it's not how gravity works. Not my physics, not my problem. That's what I say. <laughs> this, that portion of the movie is so stupid too. I, I mean, the chase scene is pretty cool looking. Uh, the cars and the motorcycle yeah. stuff. Yeah, that that part when if, they get back into cars. I just hate how he's like doing the the sexy interpretive dancing with his motorcycle. You know what I mean? Where oh, it, like, yeah. it like transforms and like turns like, on rotating, its side yeah. and shit. And he's like on the ground being dragged along yeah. by his motorcycle. There's one, shit. there's one particular like sequence. I think it might be in the, when they're escaping it, like in the second act where he like does some weird like roll shit where he like straight up. No, it's in that chase sequence where like when they, after they go under and he like slides it down and he like leans back or some shit. He's grabbed onto the, he's literally just like, um, what's that Da Vinci painting where like God is like David, reaching out like something in David David and Michael painted on the roof of the Sistine Chapel yeah, it's like you know God is reaching about. out to Adam and like he's straight up pose like Adam is where he's like leg out <laughs> arm reaching it's fucking well, yeah, stupid because it's about humanity trying to merge with uh, machines uh, I obviously w- I can't believe you missed that I'm gonna have to track down the commentary to see if there's any if that's a direct inspiration if so I'll fucking kill myself <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> It's also seen where the rock. Fuck, the rock is so fucking strong in this movie. It's insane. Um, early in the film, when he first finds um, Hattie, Jason Statham's sister, he he gets smashed in the face with glass like four times throughout yeah. this movie, and just he's just immune to glass. But she gets him in a chokehold, and he's like, "Oh, this sucks," and just stands up and lifts from laying down, being in a chokehold, grabs the handcuffs and just lifts her, just stands straight up, lifting her in the air. I was like, the fuck is happening right i wouldn't be surprised if that was completely practical he probably can do that but also he gets smashed in the face with glass a whole bunch <laughs> he fucking gets thrown through a window later and then he is in like two car accidents <laughs> yeah. he uh, falls forget, off a cliff getting shocked with the car battery several times too. yeah and then he gets like hit with a piece of a helicopter in the last fight. It's the rock is invulnerable like he never shows any signs of damage yeah his that, entire that, that was part of the uh 
That was part of his contract. At the end, spoiler alert for this dumb fucking movie, Idris Elba loses, but it's not because either of those dudes kill him. It's because his robot overlord or human overlord kills him. Yeah, they terminate him from a remote. Yeah. And, and I was just like, what the fuck? What was the point of all this? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just couldn't succeed. And now they're like, well, I guess he's got to go. This dude who should have been dead because he got shot twice in the chest and once in the head off screen. Um, in a different movie. In a movie that we'll never see. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. There well, is a $700 been, million. Dollar. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And The Rock was an executive producer on it. So he made a fuckload of money on this. Oh, Idris Elba is literally like... He looks at things and he's able to do the math on uh, where somebody's going to move, how fast they're going to. Yeah, he's got a heads-up display and it's real advanced. Yeah, it's built into his fucking. Think face. back to the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes yeah. scenes where he plans out fights ahead of time. But with if computers. you just if you fast forwarded that two hundred years worth of technology <laughs> and put that into Idris Elba, that's what you would see. Oh, this fist is coming at me at this angle and with this force. Yeah, so it makes him really good at fighting, unless he's fighting two people. <gasps> And it's like we we've seen so many characters in this movie fight more than one person at once, but for whatever reason, the super advanced cyborg who could presumably also fight more than one person at a time before he got cyborged up just can't now, or like relies so heavily on it that he can't think for himself when it comes to fighting. It's, it's fucking a shame. Dumb. There's it's a fucking shame. parallel processing joke in there somewhere. It's just as Shut a fully form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. There's a, a lot wrong. There's like hardly a story in this movie. It's just at the So it opens up with MI6 trying to take this virus before it gets in the before. How'd they even find it? How they. This is, this is the thing. Because presumably it's Etrion's virus so they're in control of it like who has it because they developed it right yeah so who has it because Idris Elba and his crew show up like they were going to also steal it yeah and it's branded with the company's logo and stuff so obviously they manufactured so it. were they sent to escort it or to take it because it's not really clear but MI6 shows up they get their shit wrecked by these cyborgs and then so Hattie puts it into herself which is why is that even an option for that thing but whatever puts it into herself fucking books or legs it as the the british would say (laughs) (laughs) and has to fucking go on the run because again etrion controls the media and they're like yo she went rogue that's the story she killed her whole squad and fucking did um, even though one of the one of the squad members was killed by someone putting a brick through his fucking chest which comes up later in the movie only just to establish that she couldn't possibly have done that because she weighs 120 pounds. Uh, yes, yes. And that's something that I also want to touch on. She's like the only person in this movie of normal physical strength. Yeah. Like <laughs> all, the only one. Because, of course, all the Samoan dudes as well. And they have supercars too. Yeah. It, it's she's like the only average person. I would like to view this movie through From her uh, perspective. Yeah, I would, but she doesn't react like a normal person would. No, she just is going she's along with it. Rules with it, but I guess that's the universe she lives in. Yeah, if she if she works for MI six, what was that? What happened in one of the last? Uh, you're the only one who's seen these movies. Oh, really? You haven't seen any of them? We both have seen the fourth one, and that's as far as we've gone. <laughs> so in. 
I want to say in the one that Charlize Theron was in, she had like an evil satellite or something that could kill people from space or some shit like that. And the rock literally turns a torpedo. Like it's like he's in the water and he pushes it. No, no, they're, they're like driving away in Antarctica or the Arctic someplace. Yeah. That was the last one. um, That would have been the last one. Yes. The fate Uh, of the furious. Yes. They drive cars off of that's spelled with an F and then the number eight. No, they weren't only because it was the ninth one. (laughs) This. So the torpedo shoots out. uh, It it's on land or it's on the ice. It's moving on ice because the there's uh, a submarine that crashes through the ice. Yeah. It's in the trailer. They fire a torpedo. The rock turns it towards the people chasing them. It's fucking bananas. And it's not I've I've gotten past the point where like these movies are fun dumb, dumb fun for me. They're just uh just ways to like churn out cash. Like yeah. they just make money. And it's like some scaled up Adam Sandler shit like yeah, for a yeah, different there's demo. A, there's a guarantee of x amount of money and I'm like, yeah, we'll throw 200 million dollars at that. It's going to make its money back because it appeals to a very specific demo but because superheroes are a thing now now even regular action <laughs> action heroes have to be like insanely powerful yeah so the the rock's mom obviously gave birth to like a demigod and he, he can like punch holes in cars it's a moana tie-in yeah he can throw <laughs> rockets at things he's and fucking strong he's he's dumb strong he so this scene's in the trailer when they're the helicopter is lifting off with like fucking four cars. The chain snaps, and so the rock is holding onto the chain, being pulled away by a helicopter, and holding onto the truck, being held on by three other trucks, and holds it together for like five seconds. Yeah, and then he he manages to throw the chain back, <laughs> back onto it's the like reel. It's and crazy. It's fucking insane. He's so strong. And like, the, you know, there's like in the chase sequence when they're in London, he grabs a dude on a motorcycle going Go. in the opposite direction oh, yeah, at full that. speed and slams him into a wall. He fucking. What other insane feats of strength does he do in this movie? I don't He's just like lifting shit all or like. All of just everything he does is insane. Anything, any physical feat he takes place in in this movie is so over the top. You're like this doesn't, this it stretches credibility out the gate and then never lets that tension loose. No, and then you wonder what the fuck Vin Diesel did from the first movie to eight or nine or whatever, however many, to become as strong as the Rock. to be able to fight him because he fucking headbutts him in one of the movies. He fucking is just drinking Coronas, working on cars, and he just becomes a demigod as well. He he can get hit by like a fucking big wrench or some shit and be fucking fine. Because he's also almost 20 years older than he was in the first one. Yes. He's only getting stronger as he ages in universe. Soon they literally will just be lifting up cars and throwing them at each other. Which I'll I'll sign back. I'll check back in. I'll be I'll be on board at that point. Dog. Just give me a team of Captain Americas. <laughs> just talking about family every 5 fucking seconds. Yeah, that they lay it on real heavy. I to speak about that real quick. Like I get family's important and shit, but when you roll up to your house 
and you've got like 16 brothers, one of which is Roman Reigns, who doesn't speak at all. No speaking language. This is really weird. He's in the movie. They made a big fucking deal about him yeah. being in the movie. And he has like two like solid shots in like the big fight scene. And then they're like, okay. Yeah. Peace out, dude, who literally acts four nights a week for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why he went home to his family and they were just like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, we'll we'll be willing to murder these guys. Yeah, we'll fight some bioterrorists for you. We'll fight cyborgs. We- Dude, and then his mom's like, yo, I threw out all the guns. And she's like, you're not a real man if you don't fight with your fists or some shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So you for real? These guys are fucking cyborgs. So this obviously the mom knows that she raised a legion of supermen (laughs) and like they're able to just kill people. Yeah, the only two possible explanations are the Rock and Jason Statham didn't tell them they were fighting an army of cyborgs or... Mama Rock knows that these are superhumanly strong offspring that she has. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. We'll just like use fire and clubs. We'll use traditional Samoan weapons made from wood against these men who are partially metal. And it's like, we can turn off the guns via satellite for six minutes. And we're not. Why? It doesn't make sense. We're not going to keep track of that six minutes. Because I, I don't understand why the guns are controlled by satellite. Yeah, because like they they established like the activation chip thing earlier in the movie. I just assumed that was like a thumbprint reader, right? Or something I was like, basic. Because we've seen like because that like that shit's in John Wick where it's like yo bio imprint. You gotta it's got to be a certain person. Like that's in other movies. And then she uses the glove to activate the gun earlier in this film. And then they're like, well, the glove must control the whole system. I was like, what the fuck are you... There must be, like, a closed system. Why would there be a closed system? It's just fucking NFC. That's all it takes. <laughs> There's a transponder in the glove and corresponds to something on the gun. The gun activates when you're touching it. Fucking my cell phone does that. I can put my cell phone onto a pad. It's the same technology. I don't understand why there needs to be a satellite involved. But there is so that they can use tribal weapons to fight cyborgs and not just get wiped out immediately. And I'm sure... They none of I'm sure that none of them get killed because they just get beat up and bruised or yeah, whatever. Everyone can just take punches from cyborgs in this movie. Yes, fucking Idris Elba is fucking decking these dudes and like the when he's doing like the hand to hand stuff, he's just take like you see him, you see like this ongoing battle going on and Idris Elba enters the scene. And he's just like taking dudes out in one punch, but like you see those same dudes later, like in the fight scene, like. Everyone is just, these are just more The Rocks. Yeah. Yep. And this movie, I can't remember who said this, has a lot of consequence-free violence. Yeah. Where people are getting shot. The only time you see blood is at the end where Ryan Reynolds has blood on his shirt yeah. and on his hands. We don't see a lot face. of people get shot, but when we, we don't see blood when it happens. Oh, yeah. Isn't this an R movie? No, it's PG-13. They yeah. say, say shit once. They, got, oh, they the say beginning. shit a bunch, but they get their one fuck. Oh. And they both get to say it because they say it at the same time. Mm. All right, when they meet. Okay, that's why. You can't have blood. Yeah, they both uh, say PG-13 no fucking movie. way uh, when they meet up in London, and that's their one fuck, and they get to say shit and asshole a bunch because they say both those things a lot. Yes. 
And shout outs to Rob Delaney for being in this movie. I love that Rob Delaney just shows up in things. Yeah. Because he's very funny. I really enjoy his stand up. And he's such, he's like, he has a weird energy when he acts. The most like, man, you're like pathetic and endearing at the same time. It's real weird. (laughs) Well, my guy beat the shit out of me 17 years ago in a bar and he doesn't even remember me. I was like, damn, dude, that's pathetic. I could watch 20 more minutes, I think, of Rob Delaney and Ryan Reynolds just kind of like as those characters comparing stories and just telling them the way that those two char- those two actors talk. Yeah. About 20 minutes of that. I could take a, sh- I could take a <laughs> DVD extra of them meeting up somewhere and talking. Yeah. Yeah. This- well, I think I'd rather watch Fast and Furious Presents uh, Delaney and Reynolds where it's the exact same time period of the movie. It shows instead. the same scenes with them talking to the rock and Jason Statham, but then they go and kind of do their thing for the rest of the movie. Okay. Like, Oh yeah, we, we solved it. Going back to the consequent consequence, free violence. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of people getting their asses whooped in this yeah. movie and just nothing is happening to yeah. them. Like they probably just get up and walk away. If, if anything going on in this universe, it like, I, it would be impossible for me to believe that, uh, Shaw's ex partner. This is the fucking weirdest thing that they did in these movies. They brought back Michelle Rodriguez and uh, she was set up as a, uh, as Dominic Tretto's lover yeah. in the first movie. And they also incorporated some other DSS agent that worked with The Rock, who was lovers with uh, Dominic Tretto while Letty was missing. And so they just killed her off after one of the movies because, like, well, we have Letty now, so yeah. we got her back. We, we Even can't though be she, happy with anybody she else. was supposedly dead, right? Yeah. She in the was fourth one. That's one of dead. the things I remember. Uh, she just lost her memory that's it she lost her Did memory she get hit by like an exploding truck and her car flipped a bunch and it exploded and that's when uh, lucas hobbs maybe that's not his name no it's uh, luke luke hobbs. yeah uh no sorry other one shaw the luke shaw maybe i don't know uh no it's um owen shaw no it's no owen shaw is his brother yeah, Owen Shaw. That's okay. yeah, that's the one I'm referring to. Owen Shaw finds Letty in the fourth movie, but this is discovered in the sixth movie, maybe the seventh. I'm not sure, but he finds her, and then he's like, "Yo, uh, I'm gonna take you to the hospital." She wakes up with no memory of anything that's happened. That's how it works. And he just basically gave her a story. He was like, "Hey, look, uh, we've been homies for a long time. You've worked with us. We can't believe that, like." you uh you just went off and did this by yourself and yeah she just has amnesia and it's the rock like trying to convince her or not the rock but vin diesel after they find her like trying to convince her like yeah like we used to fuck we you were my lover or however the fuck he talks yeah i gotta watch these movies i guess i think it's that's what's all on blu-ray except for eight i have one through seven on blu-ray i don't know i already have them oh okay well wink there's there's so much bullshit that happens i don't know maybe none of it matters in hobbs and shaw yeah sorry we've been saying hobbs and shaw the actual title is fast and furious presents colon hobbs and shaw that's the fucking title of the movie yeah i don't know why i don't it doesn't make sense attaching it to some other property that 
people are familiar with, I think. Yeah, that's really it. They don't have to do that. They didn't have to do that at all. What they could have done. They could have made just, it like completely original with the exact same and story. And it would have been just as successful. Because it doesn't tie in at all to at least not if a sequel happens, maybe they'll tie some stuff in. But like aside from mentioning that they have history and that the DSS is a thing, that's all we get. Yeah. And it's not even important to the story. Every other anyway. character is original to this film. Yeah. Unless, was Helen Mirren? Oh, she was in one of the other movies. What as a well. fucking get, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Academy Award winning actress, Helen Mirren, who I just saw in The Good Liar, and she's fucking incredible in it. And okay. so it was like, I just saw her in that like four days ago. And then to see her in, just like show up at the beginning of Hobbs and Shaw, I'm like, what the fuck is happening right <laughs> Have you seen uh, pictures of young Helen Mirren? Yeah. She's a real looker. She's a fox. Yep. Her and uh, young Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah. Martha Stewart had it going on, too. Martha Stewart was fucking banging in the <laughs> yeah. 70s. Absolutely. I mean, it's weird that Kevin Hart is there. Yeah, that cameo by Kevin Hart. Also is- that, because he shows up again in the third act, like in a very short scene. But you could tell that was a reshoot because he's got long hair on the plane and then short hair and like a different beard. <laughs> in the second scene it threw me off a little bit uh, his his appearance took me out of the movie well i was asleep for his first appearance but the <laughs> second appearance took me right out i i saw him pick up the phone or on the phone in the door on the phone once they're in samoa yeah. and i'm like why is Kevin hurt here like why i don't i get that you guys are boys yeah, especially if you missed him earlier in the movie <laughs> yeah. very weird that he's on the phone that they that they cut to who they're talking to even yeah yeah and that he's it was just used for bad comedy. That shit wasn't even fun. He takes the phone and throws it out of the window. That was my phone. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What God are we doing? Damn. I, I was like, I said that to myself so many times watching this movie. What are we doing? What are we doing? Where guys? is this going? Come on. How many 13 year old boy jokes are we going <laughs> to fit into here? And the answer is all of them. Absolutely. All the ones that aren't blatantly homophobic and sexist. They did dial it back. Did they? I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I. None of the. All the. All of the banter is bad, but none of it is offensive in a way that you couldn't get away with in 2019. Okay, fair it's enough. It's still bad dialogue. Yeah, it's and not well. Idris Elba is the only one who looks like he's enjoying anything, at least in the first act. Only when he looks like he's having a good time in a way that's fun to watch. Because clearly, The Rock's just fucking around. And Jason Statham isn't an actor. So, (laughs) Idris Elba is like chewing scenery, but it's fun to watch in like the first couple scenes he's in. But then when they have to make him like really serious in the second act, they're like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he starts proselytizing about how it's man's destiny to merge with machines and we have to call the weak from humanity release the virus kill them all that's when i got well okay it was already really stupid but that's when it reached an entirely new level it's also like not you don't i don't really buy it given the circumstances of how he got brought in because like yeah he was fucking dead and they rebuilt him as a cyborg and now he just like fully believes in it and i was like i would be cool if he just like doesn't actually care about the mission he's if the fear of him getting turned off was there the entire time, then at least his motivation tracks. Yeah. Knowing that that can happen based on the end of the film, if that's established earlier where it was like, hey, we, you literally owe us your life, so you're going to do what we tell you to, even if that means killing your partner, like someone you used to be partnered with, I don't even need that Jason Satham killed him in the past. That doesn't fucking matter. 
what they're going to do is they're going to make a sequel and they're going to find out how to reactivate him and take out all the programming from the evil person. That's literally what's going to happen because they didn't actually kill him. Yeah, they, they, turn, just they turned just him cut off. the signal and then he falls backwards into the ocean. And we don't see a body. If you don't see a body, there's a good chance that they're going to be brought back if they're popular enough. And he's just Elba, super popular. Yep. Despite doing like a, that dude just must like acting like in the same way Sam Jackson does because he's in a lot of shit. He did that weird DJ movie for Netflix uh, earlier this year. Oh, well, he's actually a DJ. He is actually a DJ. Yeah, but, but this, he started as a DJ yeah. before he was on The Wire, I want to say. Yep. And so this movie, he's in, this is a sidetrack as fuck, Hobbs and Shaw. He's a DJ in LA, I think. But he's like the age he is now, so he's like been doing it as long as he's actually been doing it. And like his life just isn't going well. And it looked, the trailer was interesting and I never went back to watch it. Well, I don't, I don't get the, that sort of recommendation in my, uh, netflix feed anymore it was it was a netflix original so it was like one of the trailers that was just when God, it came out playing way too fucking loud i can't stand there's no way to turn off autoplay on netflix and that's a real problem i don't want to just start the trailer just because i briefly for more than a second hovered over the title it's very annoying yeah it's super annoying i don't have anything else to say about this movie um the rock's too strong there's really no consequences to anything and this was a vacation movie. We're going to get another one. This was like, this is crazy because like it was obviously a vacation movie, yeah. but it wasn't done as lazily as most vacation movies yeah. are done. They still did a bunch of action sequences. Yeah. Cause like, but they filmed on location in London and then they filmed in Hawaii and just called it Samoa. Yeah. And they, uh, they made like four times the amount they spent on the movie. Yeah. So, Obviously, people are getting fat checks. Marketing usually factored into. I don't know the budget. I, I don't think so. Okay, if you, I mean, typically, I mean, even still, how much could they have spent? The rule of thumb, at least on the conspiracy side of things, is typically it's two times the amount of, where uh, you take the budget and you multiply it by two, and that's how much they spend on marketing. Wow. But I don't know if that's true. I don't. That seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean, four hundred, two hundred million dollars to market that movie. I don't know about that. You can just buy a bunch of fucking uh, like billboards and Instagram ads. Yeah, and they only put out like two trailers for this movie. Yeah. Because the because the turnaround was super quick, but it's also part of an established franchise, and also The Rock is in it. Yeah, The Rock, he I don't know how he does it, but he films movies super fucking quick. I want to say uh, Baywatch was filmed in like like a two month? months. Yeah, it was like because um, we talked about it on the old show. Yeah, and yeah, like that. It was like seven weeks. Yeah, dude, fucking crazy. It's like, a wild turnaround yeah. for a film that costs like one hundred eighty million dollars to make dude that was that movie was a stinker too. that one did not get the same return on its investment as Hobson shot no no it didn't it's the kind of movie you would watch on a plane when you're held hostage during your travel for six hours dude, i don't even know about that no i wouldn't i would fall asleep just like you did if i were on a plane that were watching the shit i'm like do i have any podcasts downloaded like what can i do right now that's not this i would not have finished it if it weren't for this show I yeah same. Well, I didn't actually finish it. To be fair, yeah, you took a nap halfway through. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you watch things from your bed, baby. <laughs> don't I? Don't watch this movie. 
it's not, not worth even, it. It's not. It's even not worth fun. It. Bad. It's yeah. just. There's about bad. twenty minutes in this two hours of fun. Bad. And the movie, the action set pieces aren't even that cool. It's just like cheesy it, stuff. It's underwhelming. And like the biggest one, like the biggest one at the end, where like they're having the chase, the fucking part where the Rock holds a helicopter with his bare hands, is weird and boring like it's not even exciting to watch it's just like things are happening yeah because you know he's going to be successful yeah and then he's going to be able to somehow get the chain to wrap back around the spool yeah like a fuck like physics don't matter not my physics not my problem that's what i say dumb and bad uh even if a sequel comes out and you plan on seeing the sequel don't see the first one just what they they clearly don't care it's part of a franchise you don't have to either you know, it's funny. This movie, when I thought about watching it, I was so fucking excited to watch it. I was jazzed for it, seeing the trailers, and then I didn't make it out to see it in theaters. And you were like, let's watch Hobbs and Shaw for the show. I'm like, cool. I'm going to watch Hobbs and Shaw. So I get it. Like, I rinsed it, and I'm watching. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 20 minutes in, I'm like, can I do this? Is this what my Sunday afternoon is going to look like? And turns out, yes. Movies are too fucking long now. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I, I, that movie did not need to be two hours and 16 minutes. That's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, when we get back, our titular segment, no concessions. Don't watch Hobbs and Shaw. Don't do it. And we're back with No Concessions, our titular segment where we make a case for our favorite or least favorite movies. Let's start with you, Charles. You go first. Uh, So, uh, keeping in the spirit of franchise movies that aren't really related to each other, but a positive (laughs) No Concessions movie, did you know that American Psycho has a in-universe related movie to it did not know uh it's called the rules of attraction what and it stars the in-universe it stars the brother of patrick bateman sean bateman rules of attraction is okay oh so you've seen it yeah uh, so, good, it. oh i i liked it a lot and you know what i'm not gonna concede on it either fair that's the point uh, Sean Bateman is a college student slash cocaine dealer at Cambridge, and uh, it's not really a movie with one defined plot. It's just a series of vignettes of nihilistic college students, keeping in the spirit of Brett Easton Ellis storytelling. It's the writer who wrote the book that this movie is based on. It uh, doesn't actually have anything to do with American Psycho either. He just refers to Patrick on the phone a couple times, a.k.a. Patrick Bateman. And you should definitely check it out. Forget what other Charles says. <laughs> I think it's really funny in a really dark, dry way, not a way that's delivered in any sort of like comedic way at all. Definitely watch it. It's better than Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> that's not a high bar. It's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to go with the first Gremlins. I honestly don't know if I can defend this movie. It's pretty solid. Like once the actual plot gets going, pretty solid. Like the first act does drag, but once Gizmo's involved, like and shit starts out. Once the Gremlins show up, it's just on rails. It's a very solid, like base level pseudo horror, mostly comedy, with some like weird elements in it. But for whatever reason. The reason I put this one on the list is because it's, for whatever reason, when I get blacked out, drunk, like hammered, <laughs> I watch Gremlins. I don't know why my brain has latched onto this movie, but every now and then I'll get like super hammered and I get home and I'll watch Gremlins. <laughs> it really sticks with me for some reason. And... I genuinely couldn't tell you the third act of that film. I don't know. I know how it ends. <laughs> so it's like watching it for the first time every, every time. time. I know how it ends, but I also think I might be confusing the ending with Gremlins 2, <laughs> which is also a fucking... I'm going to do like I did with Now You See Me. I think together, Gremlins and Gremlins 2 are amazing. They have, slightly, they have different vibes. Um, Gremlins 2 is definitely more live-action cartoon than horror movie. But... The sequel, like the second act of the first Gremlins, when the Gremlins are like just fucking terrorizing people, it's solid. Like the, there's like an actual feeling of menace. Like they're there to fuck shit up, and you see it. It looks cool. Like they destroy this fucking town. And the third one is a lot like Ninja Turtles to Ninja Turtles Two, where the first one's really dark and the second one's really cartoony because they weren't allowed to use their weapons anymore. <laughs> um, but they make the best of it and. It's mostly the movie that I, I just watched when I blacked out. I think it's really, I think it's really fun, and I couldn't defend it if you asked me about it because I'm blacked out every time I watch it. All right. So technically, All right. I will not concede. <laughs> All right, fair enough. My pick this week is Men in Black. Yes, fucking love that movie, dude. I just watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. Not the first, first one. Yeah, the first one specifically. Yeah. The third one is fucking ass. I like the third one. I don't think it's <laughs> unpunchable. But Dude, it's yeah. it's not just because of the time travel, right? It's the time travel, and also the movie is just bad. Yeah, the plot's stupid. I just like watching Will Smith when he gets some stuff that he can work with. I think it's fun to watch him in that movie. But yeah, it's not a good movie, and it doesn't look that great all the time either. <laughs> I it liked was, Men in Black International more. I still haven't seen that one. I gotta see that shit. Me it's right. neither. It's all right. Well, I have it wink so uh, <laughs> i i just think it's a lot of fun it's a fun movie to watch Men in just Black, fucking, that shit holds up yeah it's it's really fun yeah it's a, it's back when like movies were uh less formulaic mm-hmm. and it was a little bit off the wall and it was a lot it was just a chill shit to watch dude yeah. and it's like, it throws you in without being like we gotta leave breadcrumbs and like just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger it's like now nah, that dude you saw at the beginning, he's a fucking alien. Like we started off with an alien getting shot and covering a bunch of state troopers and yep. goop. And then Will Smith chases an alien immediately. Well, you know what else those movies have? They have this very specific style of humor and I'm not really sure like how to qualify it. But for instance, at the entrance to the men in black headquarters, there's that <laughs> guard just reading the newspaper all the time. And I forget if it was the first one or the second one, but they have to break into it. And there's this 
terrific torrent yeah. of air that comes out when they, ma- they manage to break open the door. But this newspaper just... guy is still there. He just ruffles it. Oh, about time you guys showed up again. <laughs> yeah, there is a very specific style of humor that those films have, even if it has diminishing returns on the second one. Yeah. For the most part, it holds up, but it's a worse plot. It is. But yeah, the first one is solid. That, that shit holds up still. It's still a lot of fun to watch. It's like one of the movies I can't put on in the background because I'll just watch it. Like the performances are really good. It's like peak Will Smith and it plays really well against Tommy Lee Jones, who's also just Tommy Lee Jones and everything. But fucking Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he's <sighs> killing in that. Killing it. He's so fucking good. <laughs> he's so gross in that Because you only get one scene of him as Edgar. <laughs> And then he immediately dies and is doing some of the most impressive character work I've seen since that movie. Like, it's so good. It's so fun to watch. Also, shout out to um, David Spade being in the first one and in the second one, but it's different characters and we just don't talk about who, who did he play? He's in, not David Spade, um, David Cross. Oh, as he play okay. the, uh, so he, the he, medical person? Yeah, and he's, like, he works conspiracy. at the morgue. He works the front desk at the morgue, and he's killing the bugs. <laughs> and then he's the weird conspiracy theorist dude that they run into in the second one, mm-hmm. who has like the weird like the tapes that bring back. No, Kay has the memory back already, but they'd hidden the secret in the tapes, and he's there. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks everybody for checking out this week's episode. We'll. uh See you in a couple weeks. Bye. See you later. Happy Thanksgiving.